Hey everyone, this is The Beast with RexandTheBeast.com. Thanks for listening to the podcast today. On the show today, Rex and I continue the discussion of ranking every Halloween Horror Nights maze we have ever been through. Today we're going to discuss event number 15 and 16, that's from 2005 and 2006, and we will place every maze from those events into our four-tiered ranking system. Let us know what you think, if we're right or if we're wrong. We hope you're having fun with us. Join the journey with Rex and the Beast. Here we go. Rex, here we are, man. Second podcast on our ranking system. Why don't we just do a really quick recap of what we talked about last week in terms of what these four tiers are all about, the names of them and everything. So yeah, go ahead and give us a a recap on that and we'll jump in with number 15 and 16. All right. Well, as people who listen to the first podcast know, what we are doing here is we are ranking all of the houses from HHN 13 through HHN 29, HHN 13 being our first year based on our experience with the houses. So this is not a, oh, what was the general consensus? What was the best house based upon voting or anything like that? This is literally our experience. And many times, most times, we only went through houses one time and we realized the limitations that could cause, but that's what we have and that's the list. And so we put them in four tiers. Uh, Tier one is called Immortal Island. And these are the homes, uh, the homes, (laughs) I think of them as homes sometimes, the houses, houses, mazes that are just the top of top of the, the, the rankings. I mean, these are the houses you cannot miss. Most of these houses were rated the best of their years, or if they're multiple ones, one of them was, because these are ones that just stand out above everything else. I mean, there is no doubt that if you talk to HHN aficionados, these houses are going to be in most people's top home uh, houses. We love them. We, we love them. We, we love these. We, we, we love them, and there's various reasons for that. So <laughs> then we go to Tier 2, Port of Evil. And by and large, these are still very, very solid houses, very good houses that we enjoy uh, a lot, but again, not quite up to the level of our Tier 1 experiences. And uh, Tier 3 is Night Prey, and as a reminder, all of these are named after HHN 13 Scare Zones. And Night Prey, these houses are still what we felt like, oh, they're worth going to, they're good houses, and we're, we're happy with, with what we have seen, um, but they are by no means in the uh, Tier 1 or Tier 2 category. So if we are walking through a Tier 1, a Tier 2, and a Tier 3 house, we would very clearly say, yeah, that Tier 3 house was, was clearly the worst of those. But what they are not are Tier 4, which is Toxic City. And these are houses that if we had an option, we are probably not going back through them if they are passing out free express passes at the uh, line. I mean, they are really, really poor houses. We don't enjoy uh, on many levels, if any, uh, and and this is the, the bottom of the barrel. And appropriately so, there are less houses in this tier than any other tier because Universal does such an amazing job. It is more unusual for them to stub their toe and have a terrible house uh, than to have good houses, which is a great thing. Yeah, so if you want to see how we ranked previous events, 13 and 14, 
thus far, you can go to our website, go to articles, and we have an article there with the ranking system that we will continue to update every time we do a podcast and we discuss more mazes. At the end of all of this, that page will be able to display every maze that we've been through since 2003, and we will have placed them in one of those four tiers. So it's kind of cool. And then moving forward uh, next year, uh, we hope there's going to be a Halloween Horror Nights event. We'll take those houses that we go through next year and we will plug them into our tier system and then we'll do that for every subsequent year. So kind of cool. We really do want some feedback, though. We love being in community with you guys. So after you hear us talk, maybe you say, no way, that wasn't a tier four. That was a tier two. Uh, yeah, let us know about that and we can discuss what we think about those distinctions. So where are we? We are at Halloween Horror Nights 15. This was 2005. And Rex, unfortunately, uh, due to my schooling, I was not able to make this event with you. You did this one all on your own. So this is going to be a lot on you. You know, a lot's hanging on the Rexinator here. Uh, I'll jump in where I can, but this is primarily going to be Rex. So let's talk about HHN 15. Your thoughts on the event as a whole and then we'll get into some of the specific houses. Well, it was it was unique for that reason, being the first event and one of the only events where we were not both there, which led me to um, to actually go with our our sister. Uh, and, and our sister went, who is a big Halloween fan herself, and uh, she and her husband went with me instead and that was a great experience for other reasons but it wasn't quite the same as the rex and the beast experience so it, it was unusual but it was still it was still fun i mean this is still the, this is the third event that we had ever been to and so we were still really caught up in the just newness and the excitement of it all uh, at least i was on this one and i, I certainly enjoyed it that being said as far as the house rankings and that sort of thing, I do not believe it was up to 13 or 14's level. I think it was a little bit of a step down overall, and I think the tier uh, tiers will bear that out. So jumping on in um, and, and just starting out, and then I, I want to sort of get your thoughts too of how you feel from not being there and sort of hearing about it, reading about it, and all of that, because um, honestly, I've never been through that. And I, you know, you, there's a couple of others where um, you have missed an HHN, but I have not. And so, uh, sitting back, having to listen to me tell you about how great things were or how the experience was, I, I'm interested in how that feels. But I'm going to start right off the bat with our only tier one house from HHN 15, uh, and that is the Body Collectors. And this was just a great house and it came back in different forms and other HHNs um, but I this was clearly the standout of the year a great house there there were the, the idea here of course was that there was uh, uh, a bit of backstory of body parts various organs are sort of harvested and things um, for various reasons and of course part of the part of the real kicker is some of the people maybe aren't quite dead yet and they're being uh, dealt with uh, a little bit a little bit on the uh, early front and that made for some amazing amazing uh, scares and, and just really the cream of the crop and again I don't believe there's a lot of uh, a pushback on that one for this year this was a great house tier one you know, house one of the interesting things that I forget about HHN 15 is that once again we were back in Islands of Adventure because of my experience with Halloween Horror Nights I 
Connect 14 to be the last time that Islands of Adventure was ever involved. Obviously, they've never done a two-park again, but 15 was back in Iowa. Body Collectors was located in the Jurassic Park Discovery Center, which uh, was a great place for the 14 house as well. So I don't know if you remember that or not. You know, if you if you can comment on terms of uh, crowds or what whatever. But I, yeah, I had forgot we were back at Islands of Adventure. That's pretty wild. No, we were for sure. And the the second one that I will talk about really plays that out. Uh, and and but but you still did have the entryway um, in port of. Uh, Port of the port of entry area that you had uh, uh, the, the the that's the one thing that I sort of feel like I miss for some reason I, I guess it's pretty clear why is you think about how IOA is set up and how Universal is set up port of entry lends itself to sort of here you come into the event more than Universal Studios does Universal Studios you walk down Main Street you can take a ride into Hollywood or you can keep going straight but it doesn't sort of have that same here is the entrance like the the port of evil did in HHN 13 yeah. and uh, and all of that and that was is awesome and I do miss that and I feel the miss of that people talk about the great uh, entryway over top of the Universal arches but that's not the same. I mean, this was, you've walked into the event, you walk through the entryway to a port of entry at IOA, and bam, there you are at the beginning of the, uh, the lake, and they always had some amazing stage set up there. That was a great way to enter the HHN, and I, I do miss that at Universal. Of course, for many, many years, uh, it wouldn't have mattered anyway because as the event continued to increase in popularity, we were doing Stay and Scream. So we never really got to experience what the outside was like anyway. But we have a few times here in these later years for various reasons. And even then it's different. Last year we used a, a what if you were staying on site, I guess, right? It was a on-site right. resort entrance, which was awesome. There was nobody there. You go through the Blue Man Group thing. But again, that, of course, isn't really getting the experience of going through the main gate. So unfortunately, yeah, just for various reasons, so with all these different dynamics, you don't really have that clear entry that you had with these, some of these earlier ones with the, with the port of entry there. So, yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah, and so but let's, let's jump to the second house that I'll talk about, and this is one that really took advantage of, uh, of IOA, I think, and it is in our tier, tier 2, and that is Terror Mines. And Terror Mines was a bit of a unique house that the concept has really not been repeated in any way that I can think of, which is, and, and the reason I say it took advantage of IOA is this was in uh, Poseidon's Fury. And, you know, Poseidon's Fury is sort of themed out the nose. And so it's, it's set up perfectly, I mean, to, to go through there. It was a spectacular place to have a house as far as visuals. And this was a situation where you were with a group. Um, they put you together with, I don't remember how many, four to eight people. And one member of the group was given a helmet that had a light on it. And as you went through the mines, that person with the light is the one that is all the light you have in most circumstances, obviously. There's some uh, safety lighting and different things. And that light was tied to the environment so in certain places it would flicker and go out and then in other places it would dim and it was just a great concept and it was good 
unfortunately, it just wasn't great, and that's why it's not in Tier 1. But it is as solid a Tier 2 house as I think we have. Terra Mines was a, was a really fun experience. And for whatever it's worth, I believe it was our sister's uh, favorite house of the night. Yeah, I remember her talking about that. And again, it's interesting to, to think about that house at 15 compared to what they can do today. I just don't think they could pulse four or eight whatever people uh, with today's crowds like they used to. Now, maybe this year they could. Maybe Terramines is a thing that they could have done uh, in a COVID situation where they're going to have to physically distance anyway. Might as well take advantage of that and try to theme a house around physical distancing, something like a terror mine. You know, I just find it hard to believe, though. I mean, you weren't really controlling the light, were you? I mean, wasn't it no, they you're were not controlling con- no, it? But no, no, no. Yeah, you're not controlling it, but it's on your head. I mean, so like where, where you looked, uh, I actually, I believe I wore the light. And so if I turn my head to the right, I mean, are you saying, was that really the light or was it a fake? Thing? Well, the way that they describe it in their synopsis is where you control the light, right? And then, and then it's a parenthesis that says, or do you? And I'm thinking, no, you don't. Like they're controlling the light because of all kinds of reasons, I'm assuming. But was there some way where if they're trying to get you to think that you're somehow dictating when the light comes on and goes off? No. What they mean by you controlling the light is you did have control of where the light went based on where you're, you looked. Now, keep in mind, there were, were people uh, sort of quasi-guiding you in that. And so they you know, made sure you sort of looked in the right places sometimes and things. But no, you never thought you were the one causing it to flicker or causing it to go out. You knew that was because of something happening in the mines. But I think that's where you controlling the light comes from is it's on your head. You turn your head and you change where the light goes. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. It sounds like a cool idea. It'd be neat if they could try to incorporate something like that in these strange days that we're living in. But, you know, who knows? All right, man, what's number three? All right, uh, you know we uh, we bounced around last time. I think I'm going to go uh, go straight down the line here on 15. We can bounce around on 16, and I'm going to hit on the, our our second uh, tier two house, which is the school. Um, and the school was an, another one that was was a pretty solid house. Another one that our sister enjoyed a lot. And the concept here, of course, is that you you have all of these children in the school, and there have been issues with the school, and the school is sort of freaking out and the kids are kind of crazy and it all one of the things that stands out to me is i think it has what may very well be the largest moving set piece that i remember ever seeing in a house at hhn it was like a big grim reaper slash skeleton and as you went through one of the houses it just kind of came out at at you and it was not terribly scary, which is probably one of the things that puts this in Tier 2 instead of Tier 1. But as far as the visuals and the set piece, it was really, really cool. Uh, and I, I liked it quite a bit. And hence now, I just want to make two. sure. I mean, I, I, I totally trust you here. But I want to make sure you're not mixing up the school with Knights of Terror. Because that's exactly what Knights of Terror did with the school that had burned, and then once you walk through the burnt school, wow. you have that is massive. That, is that possible? If I'm, if I'm, am I doing that on that? Because I mean, now that you say that, I remember that. I may very well be Beast. I may be. I mean, you got to remember here. We, uh, you know, it was a long I, time ago. Yeah. I, right. I'm not. I'm not doing this off of notes. Uh, you know, I'm doing this off of my memory and the, you know, what we did write down at the time. And now that you mention it, is that because this school was not burned 
And, and I remember now the burn school and the thing. So that is really, really funny. I think you're right. And what I love about it is, is it only took us three HH, uh, two HHM podcasts here for us to get to Nazi terror or something. <laughs> That's right. Well, in this case, it was incredibly relevant. That was probably, well, that opening scene of Knights of Terror. Now, this is funny. Now we are talking about Knights of Terror. But the opening scene where you're in the schoolroom, the desks are charred, there was smoke. It was reality-based smells, big time. Certainly uh, was. In, the, in that room, it was a very effective room. Then you came out of that room, and there was this massive Grim Reaper kind of hanging over you, looking down on you. And you think, well, I don't know if, if it necessarily led to the the quality of that first detailed room but yeah i i think that may be uh what I, you're I think, thinking I think about that's, were, were those haunts similar do you think no it, it was similar in the concept but that that scene was not there this was more a scene of the kind of kids taking over the school in this school and the kids are all sort of freaked out freaky kids and I absolutely pulled that in because of the schoolhouse concept from Knights of Terror. And again, we're talking about 15 years ago here, guys. I'm, uh, I'm starting to lose it. But uh, yes, uh, that, is tr that is really funny. So that scene is, is not in the school. It is in, what was the name of that house at Knights yeah, of Terror? Yeah, I'm trying to remember, man. Yeah, I can't, can't remember. I, Seth, well, you know, where's Seth? Seth. Yeah, we need Seth. Well, but I think it was, actually, I know it was a Catholic school. Because we had we had nuns that were losing oh, their minds. And yeah. Stuff okay. Like, All right. Well, I right. do not remember the name of the school. Anyway. Well. So so a, a solid house, a good house, even without the scene that didn't exist. Um, so so we <laughs> yeah so, baby. So what what we have so far now here is we've had three houses: one tier one, two tier two, and we are going to throw a third tier two in, and this is Demon Cantina. And interestingly enough, we have another house that sort of crosses uh, a little bit of boundaries, in this case, directly into other HHN houses. Because when I went through Demon Cantina, I specifically remember thinking, wow, this is, this is just like from dusk till dawn. You know, that's what they're going for here. Yeah. They, they just didn't get the from dusk till dawn name. Um, and in some ways, honestly, I think this is better than from Dust till Dawn was. Um, I'm not uh, not gonna you know you have to wait around HHN 24 to see where we uh, we rank that one. But I, I feel like Demon Cantina is better than from Dust to Dawn. But I I liked from Dust till Dawn. But well, HHN 15 is still dealing with years where IPs were not so closely related to the event. Well, really, there aren't any. I mean, there's not a single IP of any houses in 15, right, yeah. at all. And so that was that was the case. But it was a, it was a solid house. Uh, obviously, if you understand from Dust till Dawn, uh, either the house or the movie, you know what I'm talking about. It's you know a little uh, little bar. You got the the bartender. Everything goes crazy, and and you know you even had dancing girls in cages and things similar to the dancing vampire girls and things in uh, from Dust till Dawn. So uh, it. it it was good. This, um, it's, 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 we're not doing sort of ranking within tiers too much, but I, I can tell you again, this is a very top tier, tier two house, I believe. I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. You know, there was a scene in City of the Dead in Denver, Colorado, um, a haunt that we did some work in and did some covering and documentary for and everything. You remember there was a scene of a cantina in the City of the Dead 
that I thought was very good, very effective. Had a couple of good scares in it, and it reminds me of that. Uh, we're not talking about demons; we're talking about zombies there. But nevertheless, still that same kind of theming that was involved. So right, cool. uh, right, and and again, you know, let's face it: when it comes to horror houses and horror events like that, there are certain tropes that are used a lot, and the vampire zombie bar uh, is is one that you do see a decent amount. And, you know, just like the, the bad place, if you will, whether it's a haunted house, haunted hotel, haunted whatever. So not an unusual thing, but they did it well here. Did it well. Yeah. Okay. Next. All right. So we now jump down to tier three. That's all of our tier two houses. And we only have one tier three house uh, from HHN 15. And that is where evil hides. And it's, it's interesting as Thinking back on it, it's hard for me to remember, and I, I don't really remember a lot about this, is how we discuss things at the time. Uh, because honestly, you're always one to take a little sort of stronger notes and better uh, overall information about the house and the summary of the houses and that sort of thing that I am. And so I don't, I don't really remember us talking about this one as much. And, and just earlier today we were talking and I was reminding you, or I was pointing out to you that this was the first time we had seen Michael Myers in a house. And your response was Michael Myers was in the house. Yeah. And so we may have never even spoken about that, which is really strange considering our Halloween, uh, you know, love and that sort of thing, the Halloween, the movie, and this was a good house. The concept here was you're, it was a, it was a soundstage house, and you know, you're you're going into a uh, a home that try to get out of a storm. And the, the concept was really that there was a lot of bad things in this house, and it and it was um, this was this was the year of the storyteller, right? Fifteen was the story. The storyteller was the icon. And I the think that's right. Yeah. And the storyteller was in this. This was this was the, her house. She was in this house surrounded by evil things, evil people, and Michael Myers was one of them. Um, and so uh, a, a, a house. But the bottom line is, though, as good as pieces of it were, it didn't really hold together overall. And the very nature of having these different concepts uh, made it very uh, sort of stilted and... Hence, a tier three house. Okay, yes, because I guess it's hard to believe that there was a Michael Myers presence in one of these haunts, and we don't hear about that more. Even when HH24 happened and we had the great Halloween maze, one of the best mazes of all time, even then you would have thought somebody would have said, well, I'm sure they did, but we I don't remember people talking about the fact that Myers showed up back in HHN15. You know, you, you would have thought that that would have come up, but oh well, whatever. Yep. Um, moving on. Okay, well, I think, well, we got two more? We do. We have two more, and unfortunately, they are both in Toxic City. Oh, uh, no, right tier, in the can. Tier four, and the, the first one is Cold Blind Terror. And I, I can describe this maze, I think, pretty succinctly. Th this is one of those mazes where they make it extremely dark, and then there's strobe lights, there's various surprise lighting and, and stuff of that nature. Not generally one of my favorite types of houses, uh, although there's a couple of very good ones. But 
for it to be good, you also have to have a good story. You also have to have something happening. You can't just rely upon the lighting to be the house. And that's what this felt like is, okay, you're in the dark. Yeah, that's kind of freaky. Okay, there's a strobe right in your eyes as you're in the dark. Okay, that sort of throws you off. But there was no other real overall story and just not a very, not a very good effort by Universal here and um, probably the worst of the sort of uh, dark uh, strobe type of houses that they've done. Yeah, you know, most events have a house like this where it's just like traditional scares, almost like a home haunt, right? You get enough black garbage bag and strobe lights, you can't go wrong. I mean, it's still going to be spooky and scary to a certain degree. You're going to get a lot of people with that kind of stuff. But at the level at which HHN has arrived today, this kind of house immediately gives you a feel of, nope, this just no longer cuts it. We're gonna we can experience this at the local JC's haunted house. We need something different for Halloween Horror Night. So it makes sense that it's in tier four. Last yep. one. Yeah, I agree. By the way, did the JCs still do haunted houses? You know, I don't know. I, when I said that, I was like, do do the people listening even know what that means? I think they do, but not maybe because back then back in the day that was the That was the house. house. That yeah. was the house, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, all right, the last one also in Tier 4 is Blood Ruins. And this one, I have to admit, I don't have a lot of memory and didn't write a lot about it. Um, just it's what it sounds like. You're, you're kind of outside some, you know, sort of a stone building that is ruins, hence the name. And um, you, you deal with uh, all the issues there. And, and I have to admit... One of I I went back and looked because I I just remember I, I, a funny line I went back and looked at our friend Lance at Screamscape on this one and he had a line that I loved um, and he said unfortunately the effect here is as if you are being accosted by a bunch of crazy people dressed up as pilgrims and <laughs> I I it's that's a pretty well good, that is scary yeah I mean it could be but it really made no sense in the sense in the, the overall haunt and uh, hence unfortunately it's toxic city for blood ruins blood ruins it sounds like Roanoke a little bit but Roanoke was done well a future of that true true so um, so, so that, what he was saying is I wish I could believe you but unfortunately, but unfortunately I, I, I don't. can't. No, it's I can't. That's the, uh, isn't it? Uh, I don't. No, it's I don't. No, it's it I should, don't. It, it yeah. should be I can't. You always want it to be I can't. It, but it should not. be. It should be. Grammatically, it should be. I mean, unfortunately, you know, I, I want to believe you. Want, can't plays off of want. Don't does not play off of want. Say, you know, so that's my, that's my take on that one. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's coasters and culture, so we can talk about a little, a little lethal weapon later on. Okay, all right, now, so that's Halloween Horror Night 16, uh, 15. There you go. Let's move into 16, 2006. Now we're back at Universal Studios, and I was there for this. Thank goodness. So what do you want to do? Do you want to jump around again or just go straight through like you just did? Yeah, why don't we jump around on 16, and why don't you start us off? Jump around, just like jump, the band. Jump around, jump around. Jump around. Chris, that's, I yeah. believe that's Criss Cross, isn't it? Well, no, Chris, Chris Cross will make you jump, jump, but jump around was a different one. Uh, jump around, jump around. Oh, was that the, that was the one that Everlast was in. Is that right? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, whatever. Whatever. Uh, the I heck, can't remember. The heck with it. The heck with it. What are we doing? 16. Yeah, yeah, it is. House of Pain. House of Pain, which is Everlast was the one of the lead singers in that. Anyway. 
It's got that, that I, I screech I, throughout the whole song. I can't believe I just pulled that out of here. Yeah, I can't believe pulled I pulled it right out of my head. head. Yeah, no. Yeah, All right. Incredible. All right. What are, what are we starting with? HHN 16 here. Please. 16. HHN 16. Okay. I'm going to jump down to, I'm just going to go to tier two. I'm going to see what we have in tier two. We have nothing in tier two. So I'm going to tier three. See what we've got. Tier three. All night die in take two. That's where I'll start. So obviously 13 was the first all night die in with the director, one of the icons. He's in the house. And I think all I have to say about this is most sequels aren't as good as the original. 13 was not only our first haunt, it was our very first maze that we went through. So all night die in take two really just doesn't have a chance in many ways. I don't even know if it's fair to the maze itself, but we went through it. Cool to see the director again. Still some decent scares, but yeah, it dropped down to tier three. It just can't hold up to the original. No, I agree with that. And one of the things I think about this house with is I feel like this uh, starts to foreshadow the coming IP storm because basically everything that is shown in this house from the director doing it are homages or direct takes off of other movies um there was a scream um there's hellraiser and, and some others and and this is one of the first times that we specifically see them start to reach out grab other movie ip that is specific and bring them in in a major way yeah absolutely so tier three night prey for all night die in take two okay go ahead all right. Well, let's um, let's pop uh, pop back up to one of our top houses, uh, which is from HHN 16, and that is Scream House Resurrection. One of the houses that does not fall into the trap you just mentioned, yeah, which is a uh, sequel to, to well, it's actually the third. The first Scream House was prior to our attending in HHN 13. But the bottom line is this is this is solid. This is really well done, um, and. Uh, I'm not sure it's quite as good as Scream House Revisited for us, um, but being our first one, uh, but it is still top, top level, and therefore Tier 1, Immortal Island, Scream House Resurrection. Okay, great. Let's go to the very bottom, Tier 4, Toxic City, right in the lumberyard. What do we have here? We have psychopath the return of norman bates one of my greatest disappointments rex and all of hhn because i am a massive psycho fan 1960 uh, alfred hitchcock of course um, you have anthony perkins playing one of the all-time great roles ever the most just the most beautiful performance uh, i was so excited about the haunt what's it going to do and, you know again we have to remember i don't want to beat a dead horse here but this was before hhn was doing all these recreation mazes where you're basically just having the movie recreated in the haunt before that so we're thinking wow is it going to actually pull scenes from the movie is it what's it going to happen here so we went in with this great anticipation and for me personally maybe it was one of those expectations versus reality things that didn't get met you know but the, I, I left disillusioned discouraged uh, i thought the house could have been so much more it, it just didn't play up on the incredible atmosphere of the psycho movie and unfortunately it landed in tier four for us yeah and one of the things i remember about this is really shockingly i thought and we thought at the time is there were a lot of what we sort of think of which is going to be correlative here to being in tier four 
of sort of funhouse kind of things. Like this, you remember this had this had the the whirling vortex concept. This had this you know a black lit room full of dots and stuff like that. That is more like what you expect in like a carnival or the funhouse type of thing. It just did not seem appropriate to Psycho. And I do think expectations were part of the issue here because we were really, really pumped about this because we are both both huge Hitchcock and Psycho fans. But it just seemed like they went the wrong path, no pun intended, on how they put the house together. That's and right. it did not work. It did not work. And I just want to say at this point, we can already begin to pick up. I think 16 was one of the weakest years that you and I have experienced. Uh, no two-tier houses, only one tier one house. And as I'm just reviewing them here again with you, these these were uh, you know these were some Slotsky's Deli houses. Well, and this is one of the only. I have to look a little closer to see, but this is one of the only HHNs that has four houses in one tier, and that tier is tier three, and so that's not good. Um, and even there, even there, I'm just going to interject this real quick. Even there, we may be gracious. Because I, I, I think Dungeon of Terror could go to Tier 4. People of the st- under the stairs could go to Tier 4. Well, and you know, I miscounted. There's five, five HHN 16s in Tier 3. Yeah. So, um, and you've already talked about All Night Dying, so let's just jump right in, as you've mentioned it, to uh, Dungeons of, Dungeon of Terror uh, Retold. Yeah. Um, and we, we have this in Tier 3. And this was another one that had the, had the storyteller in it, but... It, it did stink. I mean, I'm not so sure this is a tier four house, to be honest with you. I mean, I, I'm, 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 I'm thinking about it, and I can't think of a whole lot of positives from this one. This is clearly at the very, very bottom of tier three. This is, opinion. again, another one of those houses where we think Icon is connected to it, so it's got to be pretty good. You know, I don't know if you know this or not. You probably do, because you're, you're big uh, Siskel and Ebert fans, aren't you? Huge. There's only been a couple of times, maybe once, but only a couple of times when during the course of their interaction with one another on the show, one of them changes their mind. The other one convinces them. You know what I mean? There's and one, fa- ha- one famous, one famous one. Oh, um, oh no. So I don't even know what that is. What was it? Um, or, or do I, I you remember? Have, yeah, I have to think about it. But there is a famous one where Roger was going to give it a thumbs up and Siskel did his review first and talked about how bad it was. And it went to Roger and Roger says... I don't think this has ever happened before, but I am changing my review. I had, was going to give this a marginal thumbs up uh, for this and this and this, but listening to you, I realize this movie stinks. Thumbs down. Yeah, uh, isn't that interesting? You would think that would have happened more often. I mean, just, just the reality of, oh, I did, maybe I didn't think about that or I didn't have that insight or whatever. But on this one, you know, as we're sitting here talking about it, should, should, should we bump dun- I mean, as I was saying Dungeon of Terror— Matter of fact, I did just say it. I said maybe we were gracious in putting this at three. Should this go to four? You know, I, yeah, I I don't think we're going to be doing this much, but this is one one that I think it I think it deserves it. I think we we were doing this. Um, you know, I I don't know if we were thinking you know sweet sixteen. We wanted to be nicer, or if right. we just weren't thinking through it. But Dungeon of Terror is a four. It is a tier four. It stunk. We're making an we're making an on the fly adjustment here. 
I mean, we're crazy, aren't we? You and I, man, we're just we're 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 crazy guys. You know? Don't 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 get in our way, man. I mean, no, we're, we, you used it earlier. We're I mean, we're just like uh, we're just like Riggs and Lethal Weapon One, man. We're, we're we'll jump off the building. Yeah. Well, do you really want to jump? Well, do you? Do you? Because that's fine with me. A <laughs> <Hey>, hole. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Dungeon of Terror is going to Tier 4, and that's really all we got to say about that, Rex. Thank did God. Did you do that one or did I? I did it. You did it. Okay, well, then let's go to another one that we probably could bump as well, but we won't. Uh, tier 3, Night Prey, People Under the Stairs. People Under the Stairs. So what we got here, first of all, I just want to say this isn't one of the sprung tents, which have unfortunately made their appearance at USF, uh, they are now going to be used in every event since. And I don't know if they were used prior, but I have a not a good relationship with tent houses. I wrote an entire article on how most of them stink. There are a couple of exceptions. In the later years, we have had some decent ones, so it looks like they're starting to get a feel for what works and doesn't work within the tent houses. This one did not. So what we have here is basically a an attempt to do terror mines all over again. You've got the LED, LED helmets. You're basically under the stairs. You've got the, the, the crazy people in those black masks and everything. It was just terrible. Um, the big difference here, as I recall, is in terror mines, it was very claustrophobic feeling, and you felt like you were with a very small group, almost pulsing. And that was not true for this one. In this one, you're just kind of doing the conga line, and they just slap a light on you know, every 10, 12, 15 person or something like that. That's exactly what I remember. That's exactly what I remember, is that we're not in a group where we just have this one little light. It seemed like it was pretty well lit, but not well lit enough to enjoy it. And your light didn't really do anything. Yeah, so I, I mean, by the way, I felt is, I mean, you could see, but you couldn't. But you see couldn't well. see well. Yeah, yeah, who wants I, that? Either I, don't show us anything because black. You know how how much more black can you get? And the answer is none. None. That's pretty none. scary. But when you can still see fine, but not fine enough to see what's going on, well, that's just that, that's no, nobody wants that. No, everybody just thinks they need to clean their glasses. Yeah. So that's that. So people on the stairs really should be on four too. Meaning 16 is just crap. The, the, the dung year of all HHN events, maybe. I mean, we don't know that yet, but it looks like we're tracking in that direction pretty clearly here. Well, it's not good. And not the funny good. thing is, is I think of HHN 16 as okay because I, I have a cool shirt from it I liked. Yeah. I like the overall feel of the, you know, Sweet 16 and all this. But when we went back and looked at it, we realized the houses were no good. Yeah. <laughs> It is awful. All right, your turn. All right, let me tell you one that I really, really did not like, and that is a tier three house as well, which is run hostile territory. Oh yeah. I I just was not a fan, um, and my recollection is that this was a a fairly gross house, fairly disgusting house as to what was going on, which you would think would help things out from our perspective. I enjoy that from uh, uh you know eight houses and things, but. I just didn't get it. I didn't get into the story. I didn't get into the house as a whole. I came out of it feeling very bland and blah, and that's still what I think right now. Yeah, I'm totally with you. Uh, it was really just one of those houses, let's, let's get some torture scenes going on and see if we can impress people with that. And we weren't impressed. So it's a tier three house for sure. 
Okay, I think the last one we're going to talk about here is this is the most unfortunate way. If Psycho was the most unfortunate, this is the next unfortunate because it's Psychoscarapy Maximum Madness. We are huge, huge Psychoscarapy fans, uh, as we will get into later. Probably my favorite haunt of all time. Uh, we'll talk about that. Probably tied for my favorite of all time as a Psychoscarapy maze, but not this one. And I went back and I read my own review of this mage, and it's interesting what I said. Um, I said, I love Psychoscarapy, and I love Jack, you know, the, the most iconic icon uh, of HHN. But I didn't like them together. And I, I remember so clearly coming out wondering, why didn't that work? Two of my favorite, uh, you know, uh, connections to Halloween Horror Night, but when you put them together, I didn't care for it at all. And I can't remember exactly why that is, but I remember so clearly not liking those two uh, entities coming together in Maximum Madness. Oh, well, I think part of the reason was you and I are not big fans of clown houses generally, although we like Jack. And so when yeah. I, and in this case, it wasn't just Jack. You had all of these different characters dressed up like clowns, sort of uh, emulating Jack and this and that, and so it almost turned into a clown house, no. and, and that didn't that doesn't work for us. We just are not big fans uh, of the, of the clown house concept, and I think that was part of it. Um, but yeah, not not good. Yeah, absolutely. And is that it? I think we got them all, didn't we? Yeah, but it's all the sixteen houses, and so as you say, where that leaves us, talk you know, putting sixteen certainly in the bottom few. We'll figure this out when we get to the end. We have one in tier one. We have none in tier two. We have four in tier three. Uh, and we have two in tier four. It's going to be tough to beat that for crap fest. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to go on a limb here and just say this, this could be our least liked event of all the ones we've been to. That's interesting because I don't think either you, neither of us would have just immediately said that, right? Yeah, and, and I think it's important to say our least liked houses of the event because although no, that, that's is, a good point. That, yeah. that is that is far and away the dominant feature of, yeah. of HHNs, that is not the only feature. And right. I think a couple of the later ones that are going to be in the battle for the worst ones in the last uh, five, six years, the overall experience may be worse than 16. And that may be something we need to talk about toward the end of yeah. these podcasts. That's, that's very important clarification. Absolutely. Very good. Well, there we are. The uh, second podcast of the Rex and the Beast tier system. Tell us where we went wrong, you know, especially with some of those tier four houses. Were you a fan of Dungeon of Terror or of Psychopath? Let us know. Tell us where we're wrong. We'd love to engage with you on that. Hope you're enjoying uh, what we're doing here. Man, we sure miss that. You know, Rex, I think we should say, was it today or yesterday? Uh, that would have been the opening of Halloween Horror Nights. It, it's it's yesterday. Yeah, yesterday. yesterday. That's tough to take, isn't it? It is. It really is. And uh, I I am interested to see what Universal's doing as far as going to be doing something. It appears um, horror related, but whatever it is, it will not be the same as the full HHN experience. I mean, that is a driver of the whole year for us as we wait for it, listening to what's coming, and look forward to it. Um, so I. I I feel a little hole there, but I am excited for next year already, um, and sort of hopefully we can get all of this uh, strangeness uh, in the world behind us so that we can get back to uh, to some haunts next year. 
Awesome. Absolutely. Thanks for joining the journey. Make sure you go to the website, rexandthebeast.com, read the articles, watch the videos, subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast catcher, or again, you can do that right on the website. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and keep up with the action. Until next time, this is The Beast saying, be strong and courageous. Rexandthebeast.com, join the journey.